Hey everyone, and welcome to the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. I'm Dan Lobby. During the month of July, Mary Kay Cabot, Scott Patsko, and I are bringing you the podcast version of our 20 questions about the Browns. Every weekday, we'll have a post from one of us on cleveland.com browns answering a question about the team as we head into training camp at the end of July. We'll also have accompanying podcasts each day where the three of us will discuss the topic. We cover everything from Baker Mayfield's accuracy to who will start at right guard. So make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, and don't forget to check out Football Insider. It's our subscription service where Mary Kay, Scott, and I will text you throughout the day with the latest on the Browns. News, analysis, what we're thinking and hearing, and more. And the best part is you can text us back and we'll text with you directly. It cuts through the clutter of social media. It's another way to connect with us as we cover your favorite football team. We also hold events with our team of writers that includes Terry Pluto and Doug Maurice exclusively for our subscribers. We held a virtual draft event the week before the draft this year. And we also held a virtual event where we talked all things Baker Mayfield. You probably heard both of those on the podcast, but... If you weren't a Football Insider subscriber, you didn't get to participate and have your voice heard because these events are only open to our Football Insiders. If you want to check it out, you can get a 14-day free trial by going to cleveland.com browns and clicking on the box on the right side of the page. Football Insiders $3.99 per month after your trial expires. Or better yet, you can just text 216-208-3965 to get your trial started again. To get that 14-day free trial started and see everything that comes with your subscription, text 216-208-3965. Now, let's get to our question for today. And today's question is, which Browns draft pick will have the biggest impact in 2020? So the Browns, again, as always, will be counting on some young players to step up uh, and make an impact on this football team. And we're going to figure out which pick will have the most impact. I'm going to let you guys go first on this one. Mary Kay, who do you think it is? I'm going to say Grant Delpit. I think safety uh, Grant Delpit will have the biggest impact amongst the rookies this year. I think that because in part, uh, I think those LSU guys always seem to come in so ready to play. Uh, then he plays a very active position. It's a spot where you have an opportunity to, to really make some noise and make some big plays in the running game and the passing game and in all kinds of ways. So uh, obviously I think he'll start. I think he'll be on the field a ton. And, you know, as opposed to Jedrick Wills, I mean, you know, if Jedrick Wills is doing his job, we're not going to notice it that much. We're not going to talk about it. We're, we're going to be like, oh, Jedrick Wills is doing his job. We'll only talk about him really uh, mostly if he's not doing his job. So I think Grant Delpit has a chance to uh, get his hands on some footballs. He had eight interceptions at LSU. Uh, I think he'll have a, a chance to do that. He's going to be featured in different packages, such as the big nickel uh, and, and things like that. There, I think the safety is going to be a very important position, especially the way they're going to play in sub defenses a lot. So he'll be in the nickel. He'll be in the big nickel. He'll be in the dime. He'll be in all these different formations where they're going to be, you know, two linebackers on the field and more defensive backs. So uh, I, I just think he's going to, going to have a lot of chances. And, uh, and I think he's going to be ready to play. And I think he will live up to that second round status. And Scott, let's yeah. go a little more time on Delpit here before we get yours. Sure. Um, I mean, that, that's a really important spot for this team and not a lot of depth there. He is going to get that opportunity, you know, right away. 
uh, to, to sort of show what he can do, you know, kind of sink or swim. Yeah, he's, I think, the player of the draft pick that I'm most interested in, in seeing how he performs uh, just because of his versatility and, and, and what we saw him do at LSU. Plus, he's a guy who you would expect can come in and cover tight ends, uh, a big problem area for the Browns for a number of years now. Um, so you, you really want someone like him to come in and excel on his coverage skills. Plus, he seems like a guy who, and I think Mary Kay talked about it, is going to bring that swagger to the defense. Um, he, he just seems like somebody who's going to be talking a lot. <laughs> and, uh, and the Browns certainly hope backing it up in, in, in some way. But, uh, yeah, I do think that Delpit is the guy who defensively and really safety and linebacker, such big question marks this year. And you draft him to, to maybe, maybe kind of answer some questions in both areas, you know, play a little bit down the box, being able to cover people and also back, back at safety. So, yeah, I think Delpit's a, a good choice for, for making an impact. He's not my choice. But, but I think he's a good choice. And as far as the swagger goes, I mean, the day that he got drafted, he declared this is going to be the best secondary in the NFL. Now, I'm sure that, that Kevin Stefanski and Joe Woods and Andrew Barry weren't exactly thrilled because everything has been pretty buttoned down this offseason and, and there hasn't been a lot of talking. And we haven't gotten to hear from Grant Delpit since that, that conference call <laughs> um, on uh, the, the day that the Browns picked him. But there's that little bit of LSU, you know, finally overcame Alabama, finally won that national championship. They've got a little bit of that Coach O, um, you know, they don't really, they don't really care. They're going to say what they want to say, and, and it's going to be out there. And I think that's good for a defense. I think it's good to have a guy. I mean, look at the Jets. Obviously, it's going a little differently now with Jamal Adams. When you have a guy like a Jamal Adams, who's got a little bit of swagger and an ability to make plays, especially at that position which I think is still one of the kind of glamour positions defensively in the NFL. It's, it's really good for a defense and it's really good for a back end of a defense. The Seahawks, yeah, I, boom, Richard Sherman. I mean, that's, that's the kind of defenses people love. Yeah. And, and when you look at, um, you know, all the LSU guys on this team right now, uh, they do bring that that LSU sort of cockiness, that swagger, the big talk. I mean, think of some of the biggest quotes uh, coming out of this team. Even Greedy last year when he was drafted uh, said that they were going to make the Super Bowl. Didn't it? Wasn't that oh, what he said? Uh, yeah, I, th I think he might have. Yeah. Something yeah, like so they, they talk big coming out of LSU, but a lot of times they play big as well. And I think that another good thing about Grant Delpit, if there is a training camp and if Jarvis is able to practice – that, you know, he's going to be going up against a couple of the best receivers in the NFL, in Jarvis and Odell. They're going to want to make sure that he's ready to play. They're going to want to make sure that he carries that LSU banner very well. Uh, so they're going to give him all kinds of tips. They're going to do everything that they possibly can to make sure that he knows the ins and outs of, of coverage. Uh, and, and they're, you know, they're going to work really hard uh, to make sure that he has good going. And I, and I think he'll live up to it. I wonder if any veterans on this team uh, talked to Grant Delpit after that comment and said, hey, let's pump the brakes here, okay? Let me tell you a little bit about 2019 and what happened, you know? Yeah. I wonder if that message got through. That's another thing we missed out on with OTAs or, or rookie camp is, is finding out what kind of reaction there was to that. But yeah. I'm guessing that, that Jarvis and Odell didn't say, hey, you might want to pipe down a little bit. I mean, I, I just don't think those guys, yeah, you know, would say that. Now, somebody might. But I don't think that, that those guys would because 
they love to talk big. It's part of their game. It's part of their persona. It's part of their brand. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. Yeah, I do wonder sometimes if some of the quiet leading into this season is just the nature of all this, right? We don't have, you know, three or four guys available to us over the course of these practices, and we aren't requesting guys and talking to them. And I wonder if that's been part of the benefit. Okay, Scott, what do you got? You know, we didn't say positive impact or negative impact, did we? We just said impact. Impact. I think the player is going to have the biggest impact. The rookie is going to be Jedrick Wills, whether it's good or bad. he's going to be the guy, you know, like, like Mary Kay said, if he's doing well, I mean, we'll be acknowledging that obviously. And some people will be talking about it, but you want him to kind of be invisible out there and just kind of do his job and, and not cause problems. And if he's not doing well, obviously that's going to be a whole different kind of impact. So I think either way, he's going to have the biggest impact because you can't, it's, it's less likely that he's going to get yanked off the field if he's having some trouble than it is for someone like say Grant Delpit or like if Jordan Elliott doesn't, doesn't perform well in the rotation on the line or, you know, if, if Harrison Bryant doesn't, doesn't do well in his snaps at tight end, those guys have people who you can bring someone else in with Jedrick Willis. You're kind of keeping him out there to sink or swim, I think at this year. Um, and you know, if he performs well, great. If not, he's still making an impact, but not the kind you want. Yeah. I mean, you know, a, a strong, strong case can be made. Uh, that it can and should be Jedrick Wills. I mean, that is such an important job, obviously. Maybe a little tiny bit less important with somebody like like Baker, who who seems so shifty and able to to sense pressure and get away from it, as opposed to a statue back there that just, you know, and we don't think of Baker as, you know, a, a, a particularly fast guy or anything like that, but he is elusive. He's still elusive. Uh, for his physical capabilities and he's also going to be again rolling out a lot lots of bootlegs and things like that Uh, so it's not like he's just going to be standing back there hoping that Jedrick Wills can can hold off you know the best pass rushers in the NFL Uh, but I do I do think that you know a a good strong case can be made Scott and and you make a a good point I mean if, if Jedrick Wills doesn't do his job well then you know that's going to be a real real problem this year and if he does do it well uh, then, you know, look, that's, that's going to only help Baker Mayfield become everything everybody hopes he can be. So uh, I would say that's a very good pick by you. And, and I do think we saw it last year, though, even with Baker, with as good as he was in the pocket the year before, it did seem like his confidence in that line shattered a little bit. And we just saw him do some things that were out of character and it just felt like he didn't trust what was around him. Um, and, and I think that's, I think Jedrick Wills hopefully will very quickly kind of settle in and, and Baker will have that trust in, in his blind side. And then of course, you've got a new right tackle in Jack Conklin and he'll have some trust kind of in, in what's happening around him with, with some of the pieces that are already in place. Uh, but, but that's kind of why you drafted Jedrick Wills. That's why it felt all along, like at number 10, this team's going to take a tackle because they need a tackle and they've got to protect this, this number one pick at quarterback. And if they want to get a fair evaluation on him, it's got to come with a strong O-line. You, you can't get a fair evaluation on him if the O-line is letting him down over and over again. So I think that's probably uh, another argument for, for Jedrick Wills. I think if you look at how Baker performed last year and how many times he got himself into trouble, I wonder how long, like if there are growing pains, how Baker reacts to that. Um, you know, how much... like you said, he lost, seemed to lose trust in his tackles last year and uh, was, was running himself into trouble. And if if Jedrick Wills has a few games where he's trying to get up to speed, 
you don't want to see that damage Baker going forward. You know, if, if there's a few games at the beginning of the year where, where he's struggling and Baker, not saying he's going to clock out from trusting his, his left tackle, but, you know, trust is important on a football field, especially between a quarterback and an offensive line. And uh, hopefully, hopefully Baker's at a point where he understands that Judge Gwills cannot be expected to step on the field and be Joe Thomas right away. You know, uh, when we talk about this offseason, this COVID-marred offseason, and how uh, it's just been very difficult to do everything via Zoom, I do think that Jedrick Wills is another, another one of those players. In trying to make the, the switch from right tackle to left tackle, there's a lot of technique involved. There's a lot of muscle memory involved. And he's one of those guys that, I mean, it's just so unfortunate that he's not going to get that coaching up that he was going to get. And in addition to that, not getting an opportunity to test himself in OTAs in 11 on 11s against a Miles Garrett, where he can already start to assess the speed of the game and the, you know, the, the ability of one of the best edge rushers in the NFL, because that's the kind of guy that he's going to, going to have to go up against every single week almost. I mean, not everybody is that good, obviously. Uh, but by now, heading into this five-week period, before training camp starts, he would already have a sense of, oh boy, I think I'm going to have to take it up a notch because I've got to deal with a guy like that. He didn't get that in 11 on 11s. He did not get that in a mini camp. And, uh, you know, it's just, he's going to, he's, he's going to feel like he was hit by a Mack truck when, uh, <laughs> when training camp opens. He's also missing out on getting used to the guy next to him too. And the guy next to him getting used to him. You know, Joel Batonio has been doing this for a long time. And look, if you're going to play next to somebody, that's a good guy to, to kind of come up with. A guy that knows this system well. He played in it his rookie year. Um, he, he's pretty good in it. And the offensive line, probably more than any other position, those guys have to really be in sync. And I think we see it every year in the NFL that sometimes these offenses get off to slow starts because these lines just don't get any real time together anymore. And now this year it's even less so. Uh, so, this, so that's going to be a challenge as well. And like, like you said, Scott, you can't just expect this guy to be Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's going to walk into Canton in a few years. And uh, to, to say Jedrick Wills has to be that from week one, that's, that would be really, really unfair to him. So, you know, number 10 pick, transitioning to left tackle. There probably are going to be some growing pains. All right. See, I put myself in a bad position because I could have taken either of those two guys, but I deferred to both of you. This is like kicking off to start the game so that I can have the ball to start the second half, and it just doesn't work out in my favor. Um, so I'm looking through this list of names, and I will say this. The one guy that stands out to me, the, the wild card in this is if, like, Nick Harris becomes your starting right guard. But the guy that, that kind of stands out to me actually is Harrison Bryant because I think he's got – when you start looking down that list, he's the guy that might get the opportunity to get on the field more. You know, I, I, Jordan Elliott is probably going to be a part-time guy. I don't know what Jacob Phillips is going to do. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who knows? But I feel like Harrison Bryant, especially if David Njoku gets off to a slow start, could get on the field pretty quickly. And then if they're running three tight end sets, he will be on the field. So uh, is it the exact answer to the question that he's going to have the biggest impact? Probably not but I think he's a guy that could be in the running to have a big impact from this rookie class. You know what? I think that's an excellent pick, Dan. I mean, my goodness, the tight end in this offense is so vitally important. They're very excited about him. Uh, you know, I think that they 
feel that he was that could he could have gone a lot sooner than he did and i i think they have really really high hopes for him and like you mentioned if if david njoku is not on point and it's going to be interesting to see david njoku and richard higgins were really really in the doghouse of of not only freddie kitchens but other coaches on on the staff last year you know freddie wasn't the only one that that those guys kind of got under their skin a little bit. So, uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they, you know, how the new coaching staff adapts to them. And that's another thing that happens by OTAs and minicamp. The coaches start to decide who they like and who they kind of don't like. Um, so all that's going to be happening in training camp. But if for some reason, David Njoku doesn't become an early favorite of this new coaching staff, Harrison Bryant has a real opportunity here. I mean, it is a chance to step up and grab that number two tight end position and, and to raise his hand and basically say, I'm your guy. And uh, if it works out that way, he could have a really big season. Yeah, he could be the, uh, the, have the most impact in the red zone, that's for sure. If he ends up getting a role and, uh, and becoming one of the, the featured tight ends on this team, I could see that. And, you know, he's a guy that I've, I've had an opportunity to talk to some of his former coaches and, Oh, look, he, he played at FAU. You know, this isn't a guy that played at Alabama or Ohio State or a program like that. But um, he had that really impressive game against Ohio State. It was, it was sort of a coming out party for him. Uh, he ends up winning the Mackey Award. He's the first uh, group of five player ever to, to win the Mackey Award. He's a guy that kind of makes a strong first impression. Uh, you know, you always need to be a little cautious when you talk to some of these former coaches and they talk about their players are all, always obviously going to say, nothing but good things, but sometimes, you know, you kind of learn to see through, through some stuff, and he seems to be a guy that can come in, impresses early, you know, puts in the work, uh, is kind of a football junkie. Um, he, he's just kind of got that to him now. Does he, is he going to be able to hang at the NFL level? I don't know. We'll, we'll find out, because he didn't go against big-time competition every single week on Saturdays. Uh, but I think from a mentality standpoint, and from just, you know, every coach you talk to is like, this guy showed up and blew me away. He, he's got that kind of potential. So I think in this offense, that, that's kind of where it comes in. So maybe this is a guy that isn't as important as Jedrick Wills. But what if he ends the season up with six touchdowns, seven touchdowns, whatever it is, you know, really performs well in the red zone. Um, any of these other rookies kind of stand out? Jordan Elliott? Um, is a guy, is it Jacob Phillips, is there, is there another rookie that you guys kind of look at and say, I'm going to keep my eye on him and see what he can do? I think Jordan Elliott's going to see, uh, he's going to be part of that rotation on the interior of the line. I mean, the Browns, even, even last year, they were trying to upgrade that area. And this new regime seemingly wants to do the same. They got uh, Billings from Cincinnati, and then they got Elliott in the draft. So, you know, they wanted to bolster that. They want, they want pressure coming up the middle, not just from the end. So I think you're going to see more rotation in there. It's just, just going to be Ogunjobi and Richardson. Um, so I, I would say Elliot maybe has a chance to, to make an impact that we notice. And I will, take, uh, I will take Jacob because, I mean, look, once again, those L the, Jacob Phillips, the LSU linebacker, those LSU players, they come in ready to play. If you've played linebacker at LSU, you've seen a lot of action. You've made a lot of plays. You've made a lot of tackles. You've had a lot of production. You've played against some of the best in college football. 
And obviously linebacker is a spot on this football team where the positions are there for the taking. If you can show up in this training camp and prove that, that you deserve to be one of the three linebackers on that field, you can win a job. Why? Joe Woods basically told us, oh, I don't, I don't know who any of those starters are there. You were cross-training. <laughs> now, part of that might be gamesmanship. Why give it away? Why let, you know, why let the Ravens get a head start on their film, right? Don't do that. I mean, this is one advantage that the Browns have over some of the other teams right now in the division. Nobody knows what they're going to do with Kareem Hunt. Nobody knows who they're starting at linebacker. So anything that you can keep a mystery right now, go ahead and do it. But Jacob Phillips is a player that has a chance to step up and say, look, I came, I, I'm a tiger. And, you know, we come into the NFL and, and we, we play well as rookies and watch what I can do. I, I feel like he's sort of the forgotten guy in this class. At least for me, sometimes I sit down and I think about this class and, and I re realize, oh my gosh, yeah, Jacob Phillips, the guy from, from LSU, big school every week going against top level competition. Um, has those leadership skills to be to be an inside backer. I, I think he's a guy to keep an eye on too. All right, uh, that'll do it for this edition of our 20 questions. Remember, check these out every single day to go to cleveland.com slash browns. You'll see posts on these. We're doing accompanying podcasts every single day for these, so make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts and also subscribe to Football Insider for Scott and Mary Kay. I'm Dan. Talk to you later.